All right. Now, if you're taking notes, write this stuff down. Here's our goal. Here's the goal for this whole series on summer love. It is to encourage you to persevere. Write that in there. It is encourage, it's to encourage you to persevere past the differences and the biases of others. To overcome hurts and overcome the issues and unforgiveness that you might have in your heart. To reach out, write that in there, to reach out to the broken, to the lonely, to the fatherless. And to live a life of love. Known and felt by others. Known and felt by others. Have any of you ever been around somebody that just has a lot of love and you can feel their love? You can feel the love. You you, you know that there's love from them and you can feel it. That's what we're talking about. To persevere past the differences. Persevere past the biases of others. Um things that you might not agree with, things that you might, you know what, it doesn't matter if you agree. You're still called to love them. We're called to love all people. Not just who we choose to love, but all people. Everyone say all people. And then you know there's a realm in here where we're going to overcome our hurts and our issues and let go of our unforgivenesses. Amen. It's holding a lot of people back. It is. It's holding a lot of people yeah. back because they're hanging on to unforgiveness. They're hanging on to hurts. They're hanging on to issues that hurt them and bug them. And do you have a right to be hurt? Do you have a right to be, you know, bothered? Do you have a right? Maybe so, but it's hurting you. Right. And it's stopping you from receiving all God has for you. Yes. And then we're going to reach out to the broken and to the lonely and to yes. the fatherless and to all of the people that could really use a touch from God. And we're going to live a life, live a life of love, known and felt by others. Yes. Here's our foundational scripture in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 through 39. It's the song you just heard. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and it's the greatest commandment. But the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. We're going to learn how to love our neighbors. We're going to learn how to love people that maybe aren't real lovable. This isn't a suggestion. A lot of people think, oh, this is a suggestion. No, this is not a suggestion. Well, if I can love them, I will love them. If I can't love them, I guess I just won't love them. No, 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 that's not what it says. The Bible teaches that love is an action. Love is a decision. Love is a choice. Yes, it is. You've got to make the choice. I'm making the choice. Yes. I know this is our baptism shirt. shirt. I'm making the choice. Yeah, but but you know choice. what? This is still a shirt that can yes. be used for almost anything. Yep. And it's, I'm going to make the, the choice, choice to, love. to love all people. And over the next, you know, four to five messages that we're going to be sharing, whether it's, you know, in the next week or two or sometime pressing into the Ju- July or August, um, you're you're gonna hear you're gonna hear some things from Pastor Vicky and I, where we have been challenged in this area. You might go, what do you mean you've been challenged in this area? And you'll know what I'm talking about when we are ready to talk about it. <laughs> but church, I'm making a choice that I'm just gonna love all people. Yeah. All people. I didn't say I'm going to agree with all people. I said I'm going to love all people. It's a decision. 
Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first, and it's the greatest commandment. And the second is love it, like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, church, we're going to pass, we're going to get past and persevere uh, past all the different issues and all the different biases and all the differences that might be out there and, and the rejections that might have happened and the hurts and the hang-ups, and we're going to live a life of love. Everyone say, live a life of love. Live a life of love. Um, and when I say live a life of love, I'm talking about a love that's visible. I'm yes. talking about a life that's oh, verbal. Yes. I'm talking about a life that's expressed. Yes. Expressed. Not just in my head. I haven't made a choice to just love in my head. I'm going to love verbally. Yeah. I'm going to love visibly. Yeah. I'm going to love expressively to others, known and felt by others. In other words, I'm going to turn up my expression and move past all my biases. I'm going to move past my disappointments. I'm going to move past my discouragements. I'm going to move past the bents and the slants and the prejudices. The misconceptions. You know, there's a lot of misconceptions out there that we think we know, right. but we don't know. We don't know it all. We're going to get past all that. I'm talking about the stuff that makes us want to hold back and, and tighten up the reserves of love in us and, and hold back the love. Because um, when we give love, you guys, we have love. When we give love, we're going to receive love. Right. Amen? Amen? So this series is going to really bless you. It's going to really help you. It's going to really challenge you. You're going to absolutely love it. You're going to love it. And um, we're going to touch on some really amazing areas yeah. that are going to make a huge difference in all of your life. Because when it works in us, when, when God is doing something in us and in our heart, right. it's going to happen in you guys yes. too. Amen. Okay? So I can't encourage you enough. Um, next weekend's Father's Day, and next weekend uh, we'll probably keep on this a little bit, but right. the following weekend, um, the 24th, I believe it will be the last weekend of June, um, we're going to hit on a subject that's going to really be incredible and it's going to challenge you stretch you yes. if you can do anything possible to be here don't miss yeah. that weekend okay yeah. the last Sunday of June so let's give a couple thoughts so and awesome. a couple bases you know love okay? is not a new subject it's not like we've never taught on it before but when when God reveals something in your heart like when you're when you're all of a sudden in a situation and something comes up in your heart that you didn't realize was there and then God starts speaking to you and the Holy Spirit starts showing you some things, when it's so precious and real to you like that, it's like when you preach on this subject now, it has a whole new meaning. You, you see it in a whole new light. Whole and new the light. first point that we want you to get a hold of today is that God loves us with a loud love. A loud love. And here's what I mean by that. God's love for you there's nothing timid or soft or holding back about it. God's love for you is bold. It's expressive. It's out there. Yeah. It's loud. Yeah. And I think that's why whenever I come into church and we're worshiping, I love it to be expressive. I love it to be so full and rich and loud. I'm much more comfortable with that because I believe that's how God is. I believe that, that his love for us is so expressive and so loud, there's nothing timid or reserved about it. Two truths that I want you to get a hold of today about God's love. Number one is it's preeminent. If you look up that word preeminent, it's very interesting. Here's what it says. Above all others, outstanding, and superior. Wow. That's what preeminent means. And I want you to know today, God's love for you 
is above all others. God's love for you is outstanding. Yeah. It's superior. Yeah. That means it's greater and bigger than yeah. anything else it or is. how anyone else could ever love you. That's how much God loves you. It's above all, all other love. Because not only does he exude love, he is love. And everything he does is motivated by love. I think of the birth of Jesus. And you might think, oh, that was quiet and sweet in the manger, you know, there in Bethlehem. And that his birth was quiet. But do you know what? God chose to announce it in quite a visible, expressive way. When he put a multitude of angels in the sky, bold, okay. bright, loud, freaking out the shepherds. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it was just two little angels singing Silent Night. I think it was, we know it was a multitude, a host. The Bible says a host of heavenly angels. I think it was thousands announcing the birth of Jesus. Now, that's what I'm talking about. His love for you is loud and bold yeah. and expressive. Think of every day. Think of every day, church, how we have the opportunity to see his love expressed to us in everything we see. Yeah. The beauty of the sun, the vastness of the ocean, the majestic mountains. I mean, the stars. If you've ever been out on a summer night where the stars are just brilliant. I mean, just looking at God's creation reminds us every day yeah. of his expressive, out loud, bold love for us. There's nothing timid or reserved about it. Mm -hmm. He loves you with such a love that he would shout it from the mountaintops if he was on here in earthly form. And so that's how his love is expressed to us is in the creation that we see. I want you to remember his love is preeminent. It's above all others. It's sacrificial. It's expressive. It's unconditional. You know, maybe you grew up in a home where love was not necessarily expressed or shown. Maybe it wasn't yeah. demonstrated. But that's not the kind of father we have. That's not how our heavenly father in heaven is. He's expressive, outgoing. He's loud in his love for us. Mm. We see this when we read the Psalms. The psalmist David was so good at speaking the out loud, over-the-top love of God. Things like, your love is higher than the heavens. Your glory is above all the earth. Psalms 103 says, you are merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in mercy. Abounding Ooh. in it. That means it's full and running over. Church, this verse reminds us that he's slow. Everybody say that with me. Slow, slow. to anger. Slow See, that's just anger. the opposite of what a lot of people think. They think God is uptight and edgy and easily angered. That he gets mad at sin. He gets mad at humanity. He's mad at America. No, 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 no. God is abounding in mercy. All right. He is slow to anger. That's what the Bible says about the God that we serve. Yeah. So I want you to know that today, really like God's that. love for you is loud. This verse, this scripture verse right here reminds us of that. Psalms also says that his mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. Another scripture say, says his mercies are new every morning. If you've been every around me, morning. you know what I always say is that if you feel like God ran out of all of his mercy on you today, there's more for tomorrow. I mean, no matter how much you used up today, no matter how much of his mercy you needed today, no matter how much you messed up today, there are new mercies for you tomorrow. His mercies are new Every morning. Every morning. I'm glad you guys are excited about that. Maybe it doesn't excite you, but that excites me. Because that tells me that no matter how much I mess up, how much I blow it, this day there's always more tomorrow. More It mercy. never runs out. It Amen. never runs out. That same uh, chapter, Psalms 118, goes on to say, the Lord is on my side. Yes. He is for me, not, not against, against me. me. Therefore, I will not fear. I will not be afraid. You know that it's the knowledge of the love of God that eliminates fear in our life. When you realize how much he loves you, it eliminates fear. So I just want you to get a hold of that first truth that his love is preeminent. That means it's above all others. It's superior. It's outstanding. But his love, number two, is also personal. 
Not only is it preeminent in your life, but it's personal. He loves you individually. He loves you personally. The Bible says he knows exactly how many hairs you have on your head. That tells me that he knows everything about you. You know, I don't know about you, but I grew up in the church. I grew up in Sunday school, yeah. and we didn't have kids' church. Yeah. We sat through Sunday school, yeah. and then we sat through church. And you were quiet and respectful, and you didn't get up and go potty during church. You sat there and you listened, even though you didn't have a clue what the preacher was talking about. Now, you went to Sunday school, and you got to hear Bible stories, but then you sat through church. But thank God today for Children's Church and Kid Jam and Jungle Jam. Amen. I'm glad that our children are yeah. all learning on their level. But I remember one of the first songs I learned. I don't know. You might know it, too. It goes like this. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. One of the first songs you ever learned as a child, right? And we would sing that with confidence. Yes. We would sing that with boldness. And then remember the chorus? We'd get to the chorus and we'd be like, yes! yes. Jesus loves me! I mean, we're belting it out, right? I mean, if you have a little kid, you know that they're belting that out with boldness, proudly and loudly. Yes, Jesus loves me. And then life happens. We start growing up. We go through stuff, and we lose that confidence. Yeah, come on. We lose that confidence Make of, yes, plan. Jesus loves me. We start feeling like, well, now, if you really knew me, what it was like, if God really knew everything I did, you know what? God does know everything about you, and he still loves you. He knows all your mess-ups, and he still loves you. You. See, a lot of people can think, well, I know that God loves her. She's so sweet, and she's so good. She's so cute. I know that God loves him. He's lived a good life, but I don't know how God feels about me. Well, I can tell you today how God feels about you. He loves you yeah. with an everlasting, unconditional love. No yes. matter who you are, no matter what you've yes. done, no matter all the mess-ups, he loves you. Thank God. And here's the thing that's hard for a lot of Christians to comprehend. God loves you right where you're at, even in your mess, even in your ugliness and your stinkiness and your sin. God loves you right there. He doesn't say, well, if you get all cleaned up and look good, then, then maybe. No, God loves you right where you're at. But that song reminded me of the simple truth. Yes, Jesus loves me. Don't let life and the stuff that happens in life cause you to lose your confidence in right. the fact that his love for you is personal. Not only does he love the world, but he loves you individually. We're reminded you, of Lord. that in Matthew chapter 18. That's why Jesus tells us this beautiful parable about a shepherd who had a hundred sheep. Remember that? And one of them wanders away. What does that shepherd do? He'll leave the 99 and he'll go looking for that one little sheepy. You know why? Because that one life matters. Your life matters. You can never wander away too far from the love of your father. Amen. God's love for you is personal. I just want to encourage you and remind you today that you can walk in confidence, secure in knowing his love for you. There's a beautiful verse in the New Testament that reminds us of this in Romans 8, but I love how it starts. Romans 8, 38. Listen to how this verse starts. I am persuaded. Yes. I am persuaded. persuaded. Come on, say that with me. I, I am persuaded. persuaded. That means I'm totally confident about this. I have total faith about this, that nothing, neither death nor life or angels or principalities or power, anything that's going to happen now or anything that's going to happen tomorrow, nor height nor depth or any other created thing will be able to separate me from the love of God. Yeah. That should love excite that. you a little bit. Yes. I feel I like I'm in that. a Presbyterian church today. Am I at Destiny, Spirit-filled, Bible-believing, yeah. excited church? I mean, come on, you guys. This is something to rejoice about, that nothing can separate us from, from the, the love, love of, God. of God. Nothing. So no matter what you're facing, no matter what the situation looks like, even if you're at a place where you're not quite sure how it's going to turn out, I'm here to tell you that even death does not separate you from the love of God. Did you know that as Christians, even in death, we still win? Because even in death, there's life. 
So no matter what the enemy can try and throw at you, even what he would think of as the worst, we still win. We have victory. Nothing can separate Thank us from you, his love. His love is all-powerful, all-consuming. All it's above all others. It's outstanding. It's never-ending, and it's unconditional. His love for you is preeminent. Beautiful. And it's personal. And even though his love for you is personal, his love for you is not based on your personal performance. It's not based on your personal goodness or badness. His love for you is not based on your own efforts. We're reminded of that in Romans 5, and I'm going to close my point with this. God demonstrates his own love toward us. See, he demonstrates his love. It's the action. He demonstrates his own love toward us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know what that tells me? That even when you're messing up, yes. even when you're in sin, he still gives his life for you. That's how much he loves you. And you know what? When you get a revelation of how much God loves you, it really changes everything about how you view others and about how you love others. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Everyone say, God loves us with a loud love. God loves us with a loud love. The Amen. second point that I want to share with you briefly this morning is that God created us to live a life of love. Yes. Now, this is about you. This is where, where you come God in. Others, right. God created us. Say, God created me. Yes. God created me. God created you and I to live a life of love yes. and to love loud. To love loud. Not to love timidly. Not to love bashfully. Not to love secretly. But church, to love loud, to I be verbal that. about yes, your love, yes, be loud about to be expressive it. about your love, yes. expressive. I know I've read this verse a few times already this morning, but you know in Matthew it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, for this is the first and it's the greatest commandment. Greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Church, we were created to live a life of love. This is easy to understand. We were created to live a life of love. What's the bottom line to the message of Christ? You know, what is, you know, the summary to this? What is, what is the most important thing that God wants you and I to be doing. This is it. Yes, this is it's it. the first, the first and it's the greatest commandment. Yes. It's the foundation, you yes. guys. It's the foundation yes. for a fulfilling, happy, God-centered, purpose-filled life. Yes. <laughs> All of us in this room are looking for a fulfilling, right. happy, God-centered yep purpose-filled right. life. Right. And this is, this is it. This is it right here. Write this powerful truth down on your notes. Our best life, our best life is a life that loves loud. Yes. Come on. You guys, our best life is a life that loves loud. That's your best. How does it make you feel when you touch somebody's life, yes. when you encourage somebody, when you make a difference in somebody's yes. life? Awesome. How does it make you feel? Come on. Yeah. You can never touch too many lives right. and make a difference in too many lives and encourage up. too many people yeah. and touch too many people right. and lift up too many people right. To where you're going to be like, oh, I'm burnt out. No, no it supercharges you. Yes. You want to do that. Yes. How many remember the song? I don't know if you're into the 60s. People in the first service weren't they sure they heard this song they didn't have a clue. or not. They didn't have a clue. But there's a song by Mike and the Mechanics. Never Has anyone ever heard of them? Okay, a couple of you. 
But here's a song, and I think you're going to recognize it. Here's a song that says, say it loud, say it clear. Listen to this. Play that for us. How many know it? as well as we hear. It's too late when we die to admit we don't see eye to eye. And I don't know what the whole song was about, but and I, don't know, I don't know if the father didn't express love to his son or if the son wasn't really expressing love to his father like he knew he should have. But you guys, this song is a, is a beckoning call and it's a window of opportunity to not miss out. You guys, don't miss out. When you've got the opportunity, say it loud. Say it clear. Yes. Yeah. Make a difference in people's lives that are around you. Let the love of Christ shine through you. I like what Pastor Vicki said. I don't know if it was a week, a, a week ago or two weeks ago, but she said, you know, Jesus Christ is not the shining light. We are the shining light. It's yeah. Jesus Christ through us. We, were the light, yeah. we are the light. You're the light. I didn't say he isn't the light because he is, but it's his light inside of us. Yeah. And a lot of us think that the Bible says Jesus said, I am the light of the world. But if you read it in Matthew, he says, you are the light of the world. I love that about Jesus. He's like, tag, you're it. Now go shine my light. I love it. Let me conclude with this thought. Love never fails. Amen. You guys, love never fails. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, I'm going to read this to you out of the message translation because, I, I, you know, the message, I, I just like how, how plainly it states it many times. Yeah. But listen to what this says because you've all heard this verse many, many times. But you probably haven't heard it out of the message translation. It says, love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for yourself. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. Love doesn't have a swelled head. Love doesn't force itself on others. Love isn't always me first. Love doesn't fly off the handle. Love doesn't keep a score of sins of others. Love doesn't celebrate when others are creeping, crawling, or groveling. Love takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. Love puts up with anything. Love trusts God always. Love always looks for the best. Love never looks back. It doesn't keep going, but it keeps going to the end. Love never dies. 
You guys, love is the most powerful force that we have in this universe. I can tell you something, and that is, I've been all over the world. I have. I've had, um, the ministry is, has been amazingly good to me. And I've been able to do things that, yeah. you know, I never had yeah. thought would be possible, um, you know, when I was called into ministry. But I've been to India, been to several regions of Africa, been to Bulgaria, been to Bulgaria when it was just, uh, just fresh out of communism. Right been to Russia, been to lots of European areas while traveling to Africa or different regions, been to Guatemala, been to that region of the world, obviously. And church, I can honestly tell you that love is the most powerful force on this universe. I don't care where you are in the world, everybody understands Love. Everybody. They all understand love. And you guys, love never fails. People will fail and plans will fail and projects will fail and programs will fail and lots of things will fail. But love never fails. Let me tell you, we are going to be getting into this powerful series that's going to have a really strong emphasis on local missions. And what do I mean by local missions? I think all missions are good, but one thing we don't hear a lot about is local missions. And you guys, local missions is loving your neighbor. Local missions is noticing your neighbor. It's caring for your neighbor. It's reaching out to your neighbor. It's showing the love of Christ. Showing the love of Christ to your neighbor. Being the hands and the feet of Christ to your neighbor. Can anyone relate to what I'm saying? I, I know what some of you are probably thinking, well, duh. But, you know, the question is, how many of you are doing it? That's where we're going to really be challenged. During this series, over, over the four or five messages that you're going to be hearing, this is where you're really going to be challenged over the, over the summer months, is how do you love the people that maybe are different than you? and believe different than you and think different than you and are different than you. How do you set aside biases? How do you love the unlovable? How do you love your enemy? Doesn't the Bible say love your what? Love your enemy? Yes. How do you do that? You guys, this is going to really challenge you. This is going to really stretch you. This is going to really impact your world if you let it. But if you really want to be Christ-like, you're going to learn how to love all people. I guess you might not have heard what I said. Or you maybe don't care to be Christ-like. But church, if you really want to be Christ-like, you will learn how to love all people. Not just the people you choose to love. What did Christ do? 
What did Christ do? You know, there were people that people rejected and said they are not of us. They are not called of us. They are not part of us. And Jesus went for that person. He went for that very person to make a difference in their life. That would challenge some of you. Wow. This is going to really bless you. This is going to really help you. This is going to really help you understand how we can love all people, broken people, orphan people, fatherless people, lonely people, different people, all of it. How do you neighbor? How do you neighbor the person by you? We're going to show you a video. And uh, this video is going to going to really uh, kind of explain where we're going to be at over the next couple, two, three months here as we're going through the summer on how to neighbor. This is a spoken word video that I think is going to really bless you. Sit back and enjoy this. first know who your neighbor is. But before you can even begin the neighborly process of neighboring them, you must first comprehend the neighborhood of your own skin. For we were the worst of neighbors, waging cul-de-sac wars with our transgressions, furnishing our habitats with our inhabiting sins. We were residing in hate as if bricks of enmity formed our residences, and we were walling ourselves off as if selfish deeds were our addresses. We were disgruntled neighbors of the Almighty, and we were drowning in the mortgage of our flesh's home, knowing that no wage we could ever earn could pay off our wager. But now we actually can love others because God himself did show us how to neighbor. us how to 
a the challenge? I said, are you ready for the challenge to really love your neighbor? It's going to be a, I'm going to tell you, it's, it, it, you're going to be challenged. You're going to be challenged and you're going to uh, be stretched. Your thoughts are going to be stretched. Your hearts and your minds are going to be stretched. Don't miss. If you, can, if you can help it, don't miss um, any one of these lessons as we get into this. We're going to make a difference. We're going to see an impact in people's lives. Bow your heads with me this morning. Thank you, Lord. If you're here this morning, I want to, first of all, invite you to ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and be your Lord and be your Savior. If you've never invited him in, I want to encourage you to do that this morning. Maybe it's the very first time you've never asked him to come into your heart. You've never invited him personally into your heart. Today's a beautiful day. It's a great day to do that. Maybe you have invited him in at one point and uh, you've kind of started doing life on your own and doing it in, in, in your way and um, however you've chose to do it. 
Maybe you want to get back on track with him this morning. Maybe you want to get recommitted to him today. Or maybe you're just here and you want the reassurance to know that if anything was to happen to you and you were to uh, pass away, you'd be on your way to heaven. There's nothing like having that peace to know that you will be with Jesus in heaven whenever it is that you pass away, where you die. So maybe first commitment, recommitment, or just reassurance. Lift your head on the count of three, wherever you are this morning, and look up at me. One, two, three. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Awesome. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. God bless you guys. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I want everyone in here to, to say this prayer with me here the, this morning, especially you that lifted your head, but everybody say this from your heart and say this out loud this morning. Say, Lord Jesus. I can't hear you. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life, be my Lord, be my Savior, be my healer, be my deliverer from this day forward. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for rising again. And thank you for living in me. I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, if you, if you said that prayer for the very first time, um, maybe it was a recommitment this morning. Several of you raised your, raised your heads this morning. Uh, maybe it was just reassurance. That's, that's good, too. If you said that for the first, second, or, or third time uh, this morning, uh, God bless you. Go to our starting point. Uh, we have a little book there for you. If you don't have a Bible, we've got one for you. Um, we want to help you on your journey. This church won't judge you. We'll help you. Amen. This church won't judge you. We'll love you. Amen. We'll tell you uh, the truth. We'll tell you the way. But we're not here to clean you up and to make you a different person. It's Jesus and it's the Holy Spirit that does all that work. Yeah. Okay? So I'll just love you and encourage you along the way. Um, one more thing before we take up our offering and, and close out service. If you need prayer for anything in your life right now, maybe you're just going through a really hard season. Maybe it's just a really difficult season for you right now, a hard season. Maybe, maybe you need healing in your life. Maybe there's somebody in your life that could use healing. Um, I mentioned this morning my mom. My mom my mom could really use a touch from God. She fell two days ago. She fell on a, on a Thursday, Thursday night, uh, middle of the night. She just went up, got up to go to the bathroom, and she tripped. She fell. She broke her hip, broke her, uh, uh, cracked a rib, and um, they uh, somehow she, she wiggled her way back to her bed and got enough strength up to get back into bed, but that morning when they came to give her her meds, she said, I fell. They took her to the hospital, and that's where they found the x-rays that she broke those bones. And so she's in recovery right now, and uh, she's still in the hospital. We need God to intervene because um, when you're 80 years old, your body doesn't heal quite the same, and she knows that. She used to be a nurse, and um, I, she's very discouraged, and she's feeling like um, I don't want to live the rest of my life in a wheelchair. And so um, I want God to just have his way. But some of you are also dealing with parental uh, issues, or, or uh, Angela's dad has, has cancer, and uh, I want Angela, you to stand this morning, and we're going to pray for your dad this morning. God, God cares, and God loves you. 
and God wants to touch your circumstances this morning. You personally or somebody that you love. So if you need prayer for anything, stand up right there at your seat. Just stand up. You don't have to come to the front, but just stand up at your seat. I'm just, the reason I do this is because I want people to agree with you this morning. I want people to, to come into faith with you this morning in Jesus' name. And let's believe God to move on your behalf this morning. Is there anyone else? You could really use a touch from God. Amen. 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 Anybody else? You really, maybe somebody in your family needs a touch from God. Stand up for them this morning. Stand in, in proxy for them this morning. Believing for, for a breakthrough in their life. That's okay. Thank you, Lord. Okay, now church, don't be bashful. If you, if, 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 I want you to look around, and if you see somebody standing that you want to go and, and encourage, pray with this morning, put your hand on their shoulder. I don't want anyone standing all by themselves. I want everybody at least have one person uh, putting their hands out toward them or believing with them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I want, I, thank you, Jesus. Lord, we lift up every single one of these individuals in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for supernatural touch. I thank you, Lord, that you are a mountain-moving God. I thank you, Father, where two or more agree together, let it be done. And Lord, we are lifting up every single circumstance in faith, knowing that you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think this morning. I thank you, Lord, for that supernatural manifestation and touch upon every single one of these individuals. Lord, bring peace, bring healing, bring restoration, bring comfort, bring reassurance to know that you are a mighty moving God. We give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your mercy, your grace. Hallelujah. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord praise this morning. Come on, give him praise this morning. Come on, give him praise. Come on, give him praise. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good, isn't he? Amen. Thank you, Lord.